Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Good Friday morning. Music fans waking up to some sad news the today. The one and only Tony Bennett has died. It's July 21st. This is today. Legends lost. Tony Bennett, an icon of music beloved by generations for his unforgettable voice and style, a career that spanned more than seven decades. This morning, we look back at his life and legacy. Broken records, more than three straight weeks of extreme heat from California to Florida takes its toll. It's sticky and hot and awful. Even the temperature of the Atlantic Ocean now soaring to new heights. What that could mean for hurricane season. The full forecast straight ahead. On the stand, the close Trump aide right there on January 6th testifies before the grand jury. Is another Trump indictment imminent where the case goes next? Kennedy family feud, JFK's grandson calling on Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to end his presidential campaign. He's trading in on Camelot, celebrity, conspiracy theories, and conflict for personal gain and fame. This morning, Jack Schlossberg's surprising and very personal message. Expanding the investigation, the man accused in serial killings on New York's Long Island now being looked at in unsolved murders in at least three other states will have the very latest. Those stories plus new command. Washington's football team, the commanders, sold for a record $6 billion to a group that includes Magic Johnson. Breaking these barriers and going through these doors is important for me. As a proud black man, it's got me choking up now. This morning, Craig's exclusive interview. And football fever. The women of Team USA set to begin their pursuit of an unprecedented World Cup three-peat. And in Miami, the best player in the world gets ready for his American debut. And football fans score. Today, Friday, July 21st, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Today, Friday morning, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. And if you're just waking up, it's sad (laughs) news, but a life well lived. Tony Bennett has died. He once said the way he'd want to be remembered is simply as a nice person. And, well, he's being remembered as that and so much more this morning. Yeah. As a performer, Tony Bennett put his unique stamp on the great American songbook. He delighted audiences all over the world for generations. And we've got Carson here with some late-breaking details. Hey, how you doing, Carson? I'm doing well. Thank you, guys. Good morning. Bennett captured the heart and soul of so many classics, a towering figure in the music industry who will never be replaced. Tony Bennett, dead at age 96, the great singer of the Great American Songbook. His music, defining a generation, with shiny tuxedos, big bands, and smoky jazz joints. But before he was Tony, he was Anthony Dominic Benedetto, a child of the Great Depression, born and raised by a single mother in Queens, New York. 
He dropped out of high school to support his family at 16 and was later drafted by the Army, serving in World War II. I decided that when I get out of the Army, I'm going to go into show business. He got his big break in 1949 when entertainer Bob Hope saw him singing in a New York club and hired him with one suggestion, that he change his name to Tony Bennett. A star was born. In 1962, Bennett topped the charts with his hit, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, winning his first of many Grammys. As his career skyrocketed, he also became an activist in the civil rights movement while developing his other love, painting. When you get lucky enough to nail one painting that really looks good, it's really a quiet celebration. But there was a dark underbelly to his success. Bennett developed a drug addiction in the 70s and took a 10-year hiatus. He made a comeback in the 80s, becoming a favorite of the MTV generation. Bennett married three times and had four children. In 2007, he tied the knot with Susan Crow after the two dated for decades. Meanwhile, his popularity continued to surge in the 2000s when he recorded duets with megastars like Paul McCartney, Elton John, and Lady Gaga. My whole life, I love what I do. In 2021, the singer revealed his Alzheimer's diagnosis and announced both a final album and concert with Lady Gaga to mark his 95th birthday. A final farewell, but a lasting legacy. Eight decades in music. He had a number one album at age 85. Wow. This was a guy who Sinatra told Life magazine in the early 60s was the greatest singer in the world. Someone who was made famous for singing show tunes in the pre-Eisenhower era. Yeah, Carson. Just wonderful yeah. human. He was here many times. Yeah. And on TRL. Yeah, that's so crazy. Well, Carson, uh, thank you so much. Meantime, the weather remains a major headline with those extreme temperatures from coast to coast. Everybody's been talking about it, especially the heat in Phoenix. That city now reaching three consecutive weeks of 110 plus degree days. Al standing by, got the West Coast forecast. First of all, let's go to NBC's Priscilla Thompson. She's in the hot spot of Galveston, Texas this morning. Priscilla, good morning to you. Savannah, good morning. I just stuck a thermometer in the water and it is clocking in at 84.2 degrees. You can imagine how hot that is going to feel as temperatures here are expected to soar into the 90s. They're going to feel more like 108 degrees. And the National Weather Service is saying that this southern heat streak could last into August. Overwhelming heat, setting new records from California feels hot to florida where miami has now hit 40 consecutive days of a triple digit heat index it's sticky and hot and awful and kind of hell like the unprecedented heat due in part to sweltering sea temperatures university of miami sea rise expert brian mcnoldy telling our sam brock those warm waters could cause hurricanes to strengthen more rapidly than normal you're more prone to get a rapid intensification you know, where hurricanes can go from some intensity and very quickly become a lot stronger. The staggering heat is especially dangerous for the elderly and very young. In Harlingen, Texas, a dramatic moment to save a baby accidentally locked inside a hot car. While in Phoenix, where temperatures have hit at least 110 for more than three straight weeks, some say staying indoors for so long is taking a toll on their mental health. It's very depressing because it's like a ghost town and you don't see anybody anywhere. In an exclusive interview with NBC News, the new CDC director highlighting the emergence of heat officers in local governments. We're seeing for the first time where folks are um, designating someone as the, you know, 
in charge of responding to the heat. And for those who have no choice but to work outside, one construction company in North Texas has some of its employees wearing sensors to send an alert if they start to overheat. And it'll alert me ahead of time, like, you still feel fine, but you're in danger of overheating, let's take a break. A new safety system that could become more common on a rapidly warming planet. And heading into another hot weekend, a lot of folks may be thinking, I'll grab a cold beer or frozen margarita and head to the beach. But experts are warning that heat and alcohol do not mix. It can lead to dehydration. And so the best thing to be drinking out on the beach and in these hot temperatures is going to be water. Savannah? Okay, Priscilla, good reminder. Thank you. Nine minutes after the hour, Mr. Roker standing by with a closer look at what we can expect. Hey, Al. Hey, guys, 84 million people from Florida, where Miami is in its second excessive heat warning. Two weeks in a row, we're talking about also expanding heat into interior sections of the West where we're going to see temperatures way hotter than usual. And in fact, we look at the, what's going on in the Southeast. Temperatures mid 90s to upper 90s to the 100, setting records possible. Key West, Tallahassee, Jackson, Austin, Corpus Christi. And that's going to go right into early next week with temperatures in the upper 90s to low 100s. Out West, again, a lot of heat, a lot of humidity. And record setters from Boise all the way down to El Paso. And these temperatures as well head right into next week as well, guys. Triple digit highs. Mm -hmm. All right, Al, thank you. And now to the legal troubles that surround Donald Trump. Grand jurors have heard new testimony now in the special counsel investigation into interference in the 2020 election. NBC's Garrett Haight covers the Trump campaign. He joins us with the latest on the legal case. Garrett, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. All eyes are on this federal courthouse behind me today, where yesterday grand jurors heard hours of testimony from a former Trump White House aide pictured side by side with the former president on January 6th. But now the political and legal worlds are waiting for an indictment that Mr. Trump believes is all but certain. Donald Trump overnight hammering away at the special counsel he believes will soon indict him for a second time. That's called election interference, and it's called weaponization of the yeah. justice system. Lawfare. According to two attorneys with direct knowledge of the letter, it outlines three broad categories of potential charges, including conspiracy to defraud the U.S., deprivation of rights, and tampering with a witness, and offers Mr. Trump four days to come to Washington and testify. But those four days have now passed, the former president remaining at his New Jersey golf club, where he hosted a movie screening Wednesday and released this fundraising video focusing on the special counsel's case on Thursday. It's a big and vicious witch hunt, but the real victim isn't me. The real victim is you. In Washington, the special counsel investigation continuing Thursday, with prosecutors spending hours behind closed doors with former Trump White House aide Will Russell, in what was at least his third appearance before the grand jury. Russell, photographed side by side with Mr. Trump on January 6th, still works for his re-election campaign. While on Capitol Hill, Mr. Trump's congressional allies pushed for a politically symbolic vote to expunge his two impeachments. That very clear from long before when I voted against uh, impeachments that they put in for purely political purposes. It's righting a wrong. It's erasing these wrongs. Now, an expungement resolution would have no practical effect and may not even have the votes to pass. But sources close to the former president tell me he's keen to see it get a vote and soon. 
Savannah. All right, Garrett Hake at the courthouse. Thank you. Now to a very public call for Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to throw a support behind President Joe Biden's campaign. And it's coming from JFK's own grandson, Jack Schlossberg. NBC's Ryan Nobles has the story. Hey, Ryan, good morning. Hoda, good morning. And this decision to speak out by the grandson of John F. Kennedy comes right after his close relative, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., was front and center on Capitol Hill during a contentious hearing where he was challenged on his controversial views. Infrastructure since the new This morning, a Kennedy family feud in the national spotlight. Hi, I'm Jack Schlossberg, and I have something to say. Overnight, President John F. Kennedy's grandson, Jack Schlossberg, speaking out in an Instagram video criticizing his controversial relative, presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's trading in on Camelot, celebrity, conspiracy theories, and conflict for personal gain and fame. Schlossberg, the son of President Kennedy's daughter Caroline, endorsing Joe Biden for president and becoming the latest family member to distance themselves from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. RFK Jr. announced he's running for president earlier this year. I am going to take back this country with your help. The Democrat is the nephew of President Kennedy and the son of former Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy, assassinated while running for president in 1968. But for many, he's best known for his anti-vaccine stances and support of conspiracy theories and misinformation. And recent comments claiming that COVID-19 was, quote, targeted to attack Caucasians and black people and that the Jewish and Chinese people are most immune. Kennedy and Democrats clashing at a hearing yesterday. Slandering me incorrectly, you're saying is dishonest. As more members of the Kennedy family push back. Kerry Kennedy saying in a statement, I strongly condemn my brother's deplorable and untruthful remarks. And his nephew, former Congressman Joe Kennedy, calling the comments hurtful and wrong. And now Jack Slosberg, the 30-year-old attorney, has spoken about his famous family on Today. I mean, I'm inspired by my family's legacy of public service. It's something that is uh, I'm very proud of. Now, he says he wants to protect that legacy, speaking out against RFK Jr., and not pulling any punches. I have no idea why anyone thinks he should be president. And RFK Jr. pushed back on claims during the hearing that he's made racist and anti-Semitic comments, saying, quote, in my entire life, I have never uttered a phrase that was either racist or anti-Semitic. Hoda. All right, Ryan Nobles for us there in D.C. Ryan, thank you. Amid rising tensions between the U.S. and China, we've learned that hackers linked to Beijing gained access to the email accounts of top U.S. diplomats. NBC's chief White House correspondent Peter Alexander is on the story this morning. Peter, what do you know? Savannah, two U.S. officials tell NBC News that these hackers linked to China recently gained access to the email accounts of the U.S. ambassador to China. Nicholas Burns is his name. And another top diplomat at the State Department, the officials say that this was part of what they call a targeted intelligence gathering campaign by Beijing. We are told the cyber attack was limited to unclassified emails here, but both of these diplomats were intimately involved in Secretary of State Antony Blinken's high-stakes visit to China that happened last month, amid tensions over the war in Ukraine, that spy balloon that the U.S. shot down, and the fate of Taiwan. The first we heard of this breach, you'll remember, was in mid-June when we learned that the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo's email account, had been breached. That had lasted about a month. 
NBC News has reached out to the Chinese government, Savannah, but so far we have not heard back. All right, we'll stay on that one. And in the meantime, there's a meeting, a high-profile meeting today at the White House with companies involved in artificial intelligence. What can we expect? Yeah, this is obviously an issue that's getting a lot more attention right now. Executives from top AI developers are coming here today, including from Google, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon as well, to talk about this emerging technology and really how to rein in its risks. White House officials tell us that they've already secured commitments from the tech leaders to address some of the biggest concerns, security testing, allowing third parties to report any vulnerabilities in their AI products, as well as developing tools, mechanisms really like watermarks to help uh, people identify any AI generated content and also making uh, efforts to avoid bias here. To be clear, these are simply voluntary commitments just from the seven companies attending right now, which is why pressure remains, Savannah, on Congress to try to pass new laws regulating artificial intelligence. All right, busy day there, Peter. Thank you. We've got a lot more to get to. The sport of soccer is having a big moment here in the U.S. as the country gears up for a huge night. Superstar Lionel Messi will be making his debut for the Inter Miami CF, and Team USA begins its quest for a third straight title at the Women's World Cup. NBC Sam Brock's all over the football frenzy for us. Hey, hey, Sam, good morning. Hoda, good morning. Twin soccer super events. And look, you cannot drive a mile in Miami without seeing a billboard of Messi, the man many consider the greatest football player on the planet. As you said, Hoda, he's going to be making his debut right here at Drive Pink Stadium for Inter-Miami later tonight, while at the same time, the number one ranked team in the world, the U.S. Women's National Team, sets out on their quest for another World Cup title with millions of fans cheering them on. Two of the most highly anticipated sporting events of the summer are about to kick off. Argentine soccer legend Lionel Messi will play his first game for Major League Soccer's Inter-Miami CF tonight against Cruz Azul from Mexico City. While the Women's World Cup is already underway, with Team USA in the spotlight making their debut against Vietnam also tonight in New Zealand, the two showstoppers showcasing the incredible football fever sweeping the nation. In Miami, fans are over the moon about Messi. How would you describe the excitement now that he's here? Oh, it's, it's a frenzy. It's a frenzy. Meanwhile, bars and restaurants coast to coast are gearing up to hold watch parties for all Team USA matches from Washington State to Philly. The World Cup only comes around every four years, so it's something special for everyone that, to, to gather and you know watch. The sport now finding major footing here at home, thanks in large part to the U.S. women's national team led by star players Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan. It's going to take all of us, and it's going to take all of us at our absolute best every step of the way. NBC's Molly Hunter is on the ground in Auckland, where Team USA fans have found their way. And don't forget Messi's massive star power, more than just an athlete, but a source of inspiration around the globe. I cried when he got signed to Miami. Why? Because it's a joy. Messi's Inter-Miami debut, driving up ticket prices almost 500%, according to Ticket IQ, while over 1.4 million tickets have been sold for the Women's World Cup. The soccer stars aligning during a truly special time for the world's most popular sport. 
And what is the power of the Messi effect? This right now is the hottest jersey in the sport. And guys, the resale value for tickets here for Inter-Miami went from $150 to $850. That's for home games. Road games are up even more. And check out now as we talk about the women's team, which has never done this before. No team has a three-peat at the World Cup. That's what they're going for. Go to Team USA is on the north lawn of the White House. The goal right now is lots of goals. And I like our chances. Back to you. Way to go, Sam. Goal. Yes. Yes, All right. Tonight we'll be watching. 8.30 tonight. We got it. Telemundo and Peacock have the Spanish language version. Yeah, well, something what? extra in my paycheck for mentioning wow. that. Right <laughs> well played, Savannah. There we well go. Played. Bosses are watching. There you got it. Stormy and kind of flooding in northern New England. We're going to be watching that. Severe storms down through the southeast. Again, the, it's a broken record, uh, hot and humid, all the way into the west where it's expanding interior sections of the Pacific Northwest and the Western Plains. And that is your latest weather, guys. Thanks, Thank Al. you, Al. Still ahead, new details on the arrest of that suspected serial killer on New York's Long Island. The investigation is now expanding nationwide. Stephanie Gosk is covering the story for us. Hi, Steph. Hey, Savannah, you know, we've been talking about how investigators have been trying to connect him to these other murders in the area of Gilgo Beach. Well, now there are investigators in other states who are looking at their unsolved cases to see if there's a connection. All the details coming up. All right, Steph, thanks. Plus, inside a major shakeup in the NFL, the Washington Commanders sold for a record $6 billion to a group that includes NBA legend Matt Magic Johnson. Craig's got an exclusive interview with him on the future of the team, its name, and why, on a personal level, this moment is so emotional for him. But first, this is Today on NBC. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high-coverage foundation. More popular than soft-launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi. It's more popular than influencers. See you in there. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, man, 7.30. What a crowd. We've been talking about the weather because it looked kind of ominous, but what do you think, uh, Good news. The radar shows it's sliding off to, uh, to the east, which is good. There is there is a little bit of a shower, but those, those don't have thunderstorms in them. So those that could brush us, but it'll be really quick, even if it does. And no lightning. It's lightning that shuts exactly. us down, not a little exactly. sprinkle. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Al, thank you so much. My Let's pleasure. start this half hour with the latest on a case we've been following, actually, for more than a decade, the Gilgo Beach murders on New York's Long Island. One week after an arrest 
arrest in the case, and the investigation has now expanded to other parts of the country. NBC's Stephanie Gosk is here with details. Hey, Steph. Hey, guys. Good morning. Rex Sherman faces life in prison if he's found guilty on these three murder charges. But investigators are not stopping there. Now police departments in three other states are looking for any possible links to their unsolved murders. This morning, police are pouring through potential evidence they've collected from the Long Island home of Rex Sherman. Box after box removed from the crime scene. The architect and father of two has pleaded not guilty to murdering three young women over a decade ago. And now NBC News has learned that investigators in other states are looking into potential connections to more crimes. In Las Vegas, police say they may reopen some unsolved murder cases since Sherman owns a condo there. In Atlantic City, New Jersey, authorities are taking another look at the unsolved eastbound strangler case from 2006, when the bodies of four women who worked in the sex trade were discovered in a drainage ditch. And in Rock Hill, South Carolina, police are probing if there's any connection to a young woman who vanished there in 2014. NBC News has reached out to Herman's attorney regarding these cases, but no response. All this as Herman sits in jail, held without bond. Three times that I've visited his housing unit, he was laying on his bunk, he was not watching TV, uh, twice he was sleeping and once he had his um, eyes open just looking at the ceiling. Yerman's longtime wife, Asa Ellerup, filed for divorce this week, according to her attorney. Ellerup's DNA is at the center of the case. The prosecutor says her hair was found at the crime scene. Ellerup and Yerman were married at the time he's accused of killing those three women. Police believe his wife was traveling when Herman murdered his victims. She has not been charged with a crime. Ellerup's attorney released a statement to NBC News on behalf of his client, writing that the sensitive nature of her husband's arrest is taking an emotional toll on the family. They also added Ellerup is requesting privacy at this time, guys. All right, Steph, thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Coming up, we've got an overnight update on this possible lion spotting. It's in a hot spot for tourists and it's made headlines around the world. But first, Craig joins us. He's got an exclusive interview with one of the new owners of the NFL's Washington Commanders. Hey, Craig. Hey, Oda, good to see you. Magic Johnson, over the last 30 or 40 years, it seems like everything he's done, he's sort of had this this magic touch. We're going to find out whether he's going to be able to do the same thing with the commanders, what he told me in that exclusive conversation coming up on the other side of this break. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the Internet which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high-coverage foundation. More popular than soft-launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated. All right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.
We're back now, 737 with In-Depth Today. And this morning, a new era in the NFL. What a moment. Owners have unanimously approved the sale of the Washington Commanders to a group led by billionaire Josh Harris and a group that includes NBA legend Magic Johnson. The record price tag, more than $6 billion. Craig joins us now, got the big exclusive with Magic yesterday, and you guys talked about it all, his vision for the iconic franchise. Hi, hi, Craig, good morning. Hey, Savannah, Hoda, good to see both of you this morning. You know, here's the thing, this sale for this team and many of its fans, it's been a long time in the making, and it also represents a a long-awaited fresh start. As part of the sale that was announced yesterday, previous owner Dan Snyder agreed to a $60 million fine after a league investigation found evidence that he sexually harassed a a former employee, and he also underreported revenue. For his part, Snyder has denied those allegations. As for Magic Johnson, who is already a part owner in several other pro sports teams, including the L.A. Dodgers, it's an exciting new chapter in a whole new franchise. You had this, this legendary career in basketball. Then you go out and you become an entrepreneur. And then all of a sudden, the Dodgers won a war series. And then the Spark and then the soccer team. You've got quite the record. When you're introduced as Magic Johnson and fall owner, what is that going to mean to you? Oh, Craig, it's going to mean everything. I mean, it's the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. And uh, I mean, it's a, a lifelong dream. And so to know that I'm going to be an NFL owner in a great city, great market, uh, Washington Commanders with great partners. I think Josh Harris, is, it's just when you think about having great partners who want to win. Right. I want to win. So I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great for the commander fans. Uh, it's going to be for the f- great for the players as well and for all the employees as well. You know, there have been a lot of reports about the previous regime, um, the toxic workplace mm-hmm. culture, the exploitation of, of cheerleaders. Just um, depending on who you talk to, it was not the best place to play or work. Right. How do you fix that? Well, first of all, you have to uh, let the employees know that you respect them and it will be a safe place to work. And we want you to have a winning attitude, too. See, the owners just can't have a winning attitude. It's got to trickle down to the employees and then it's got to trickle down to the coaches and trickle down to the players. So if we respect them, they will respect us and go through the wall for us. Let's talk about the fans for a moment. Uh, long suffering fan base. No Super Bowl in Washington for more than 30 years. Um, uh, there have been a lot of mediocre Sundays. How do you turn that around? Like, what's, what's the first order of business to create the kind of culture that, that can win football games on a consistent basis? Well, well, I think you just said it, Craig, is building a, a winning culture, right? Without that, you can't win on the field, right? So we're going to just build it the right way. Let me ask you about two controversial items. The after years of, of, of protests, the team finally changes its name. Um, they become the Washington Commanders uh, almost immediately. Um, a lot of folks express their displeasure <laughs> with, with, the, with the name choice, yeah. shall we say. Um, is, is that something that might be reviewed by the new ownership, changing the name from the Commanders or something else? I think, Craig, everything's on the table, right, especially after this year. We don't, we, we'll see what we are with the name, but I can't say that right now. 
teams based in Virginia. They play their games in Maryland, but there's been a movement afoot for a long time to move the football team back into the city. Right. Make them the actual Washington, D.C. commanders. We're going to spend this year understanding what we have in place. And then uh, I'm sure that that'll come up. The commanders, the name of the team will come up eventually. But right now, we got enough work to do and that will keep us busy. The overwhelming majority of, of folks who play in the NFL, um, they look like us. Right. But you go to the owner's boxes and that's, that's not the case with the exception of a few. Yes. How, do, how do you change that? How do you get more people of color into ownership positions? Well, Craig, I think it's, it's already starting to happen, right? Melanie Hobson, when you think about her with the Denver Broncos and kind of Lisa Rice, both of them being owners there, myself now here with the commanders. Um, and that's what we need, right? And if we can excel in our roles, then others will follow. And it's not just the owner's box either. We want them also to be executives of teams as well. And I'm hoping that other owners, just like, you know, us at the commanders will see that uh, African-Americans can do the job and give them opportunities. From just a, a personal standpoint, again, the Dodgers, the Spark, the MLS team now, and, and now the, the Washington um, commanders, if this goes well and the NHL calls, <laughs> does, does Magic take the NHL? Is there any interest in owning a hockey team? I would look at it for sure. Uh, listen, breaking these barriers and going through these doors is important for me. Um, as a proud black man, <laughs> you got me choking up now. When I think about <clears throat> this is a that's a great opportunity and um, I don't know why God blessed me with these opportunities <sighs> but I want to Excel not only for myself and my family, but for all African Americans and making sure we we can see ourselves in these seats. And I want people to know that we can do the job. And um even sitting here with you now is is a blessing for me as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you heard it there. And it just an emotional Magic Johnson is saying at one point that this is the biggest thing that he's ever accomplished. And as you know, he's accomplished lots of big things during the course of his career. He even told me, ladies, that he's, he's so excited he hasn't slept well in, in more than a month now. Wow. What a moment, Craig. I, with Magic Cries, we're all crying. Yeah. But, I mean, you can see that he feels the weight of that responsibility. He does. And, wow. He well, does. There's a reason God has and blessed he's him. He's an incredible human. No kidding. And I feel like everything he touches, Craig, whether it is something big like this or even opening a Starbucks franchise in Harlem, like he, yes. hits, he hits gold every time because he's himself. He's real. Like, he's amazing.
And by the way, Savannah Hoda, that new team that's in charge of the commanders, they're actually going to hold a pep rally at FedEx Field this afternoon on the same day that the Washington's rookies report uh, to training camp. But I'm telling you, and you can look in, look in his eyes, you can see like into his soul. Mm-hmm. He really wants to help turn this team around. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to win, not just for Magic, but for, for the fans, for the team, for the city. Mm-hmm. He wants to do it. So, mm. fingers crossed. You gave me chills, yeah. Craig. What yeah. a wonderful Beautiful. interview. And I know you're on vacation, yeah. my friend. Thank and you. you came in with a big exclusive. And yeah. we really appreciate it. Thanks to Lindsay and Mama yes. Melvin and Cousin thank Elaine you. and everybody, <laughs> everybody there. there. So, thank you for sharing. Raise the roof for Elaine. Yeah, it's exactly. She Just said thank thanks you. for sharing me. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right, Craig. Or they're we'll leaving. See, we'll, yes. see you, we'll see you Monday. All right. All right. Mr. Roker, over to you. I, hey, name of the team, the Washington Magic. I ah. thought of that exact thing when we were watching, but then I was like, what about the Orlando Magic? Are they still a team? Are they? <laughs> Are they a thing? But I had the same thought, Al Roker, the you Washington, and me, buddy. I think that's a great Why not? idea. That's great. it. I can see. I can, can you just see the, the, the jerseys? Yes. Come on. We solved it. Magic Johnson, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Al. All right. Storms and flooding out through New England and the Northeast. Some severe storms down through the South. We're looking at hot and humid weather in Texas, and that heat extends way out west. David Copperfield could be their, their mascot. <laughs> By the way, that's such a good one, though. I I love Washington, Washington magic. magic. Yeah, and Orlando Magic's NBA, so yeah. who cares? There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. It's a great name. Way to go. You're welcome, Magic. <laughs> it's still that this morning. We are going to tag along on an expedition to find and track baby sharks, why they could hold the key to better understanding the ocean predator. And on the boost, we've got an amazing moment in a little boy's life that we're going to show you, and it'll put a smile on your face right after this. Good job, Al. Just quickly before the boost, Al may have just named the new Washington team because our research department says there are a lot of franchises in different sports that have the same names. New York and San Francisco Giants. Kings. L.A. and Sacramento Kings. The Magic. Yeah, Texas Rangers, New York Rangers. Washington Magic. Al named the team. All right, I like it. All right, kids, shall we do a boost? Yes. All right, here we go. A six-year-old boy in North Carolina had a moment he will never forget when his foster parents, Megan and Brian, sat him down and they had some news to share. Several years after Harvey came to live with them as a foster child, he found out that this would now be his forever home. Good job. So, there's something special that happened yesterday. Do you know what might have happened yesterday? No. Harvey is officially adopted. I'm adopted. Oh. Oh. I'm adopted that right now. Became oh. official yesterday. I'm the, I'm adopted. I want to stay here. Yay! 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 Oh, so much. Beautiful. Oh my God! It's such a reminder that beautiful families come in so many different packages. Uh, That's right. How about the simple statement? I'm going to stay here. Imagine being that little and saying that. Anyway, he's been talking about adoption. So have they. It's a huge relief. And she said, fostering can be difficult sometimes because you have to say goodbye to children. But this one, she's so worth it. Good boost. Grab her family right there. Eyes from horror stories to hot wings. We've got a great pop star coming your way. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. 
Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.